I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. We are going back to the hive for season five of The, the Connor, Connor and Smith, Smith Show. Show. Is that our studio audience? Yep. That's, oh, that was me clapping. It's amazing. Uh, so we are talking to this weekend two folks who are not SU alum, but in our minds, they are honorary SU alum. They are SSMT alum for sure. They are repeat performers uh, during the SSMT seasons past. Uh, Tonight, we are talking to Yvonne Campbell. Yay! Yes, whatever Lola wants. Lola gets. And many other roles. Uh, We'll take a quick what you wanted to say something i was gonna sing and the connor and smith wants you <laughs> what does that mean i was finishing the song oh whatever yeah okay we're gonna take a quick break and we will be right back for generations people in fairfax virginia have heard tales of the bunny man now, Bunny Man Brewing offers a tasty array of high-quality microbrews with a rotation of unique flavors. Come by to have a sample and maybe even catch a glimpse of the legendary hopper. But bring a friend, because you don't ever want to drink alone. Check our hours and see what's on tap at BunnyManBrewing.com. Hi. Hi. Hi, Yvonne. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Thank you. How are you guys? I'm good. I'm sitting here with my co-host and husband, Matt Connor. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, Matt. How's it going? It's going good. It's going good. Uh, so, it's been a while. I know. It's been a long time. Um. So how how are you? You are you still in the same apartment that I remember? Yes, I'm in the apartment that I think the two of you came and stayed with me. That's um, right. We were just remembering that. Yeah. Well, yeah. We can't remember why we were here. I, I, you know what? Adolfo just sent me a picture of um, us in probably the bar where Rick Leslie worked. And Danielle Ferretti is in it, and Adolfo and me. It's and I think it's around two thousand and five or six, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. I I think and maybe we were all together that time. I can't remember why you guys. Were here. I think we may have been there to see Under the Bridge. Oh, at yeah. the Zipper. At the Zipper Theater, yeah. Oh, okay. Kathy Lee Gifford. Yeah. Oh, Ed okay. Dixon. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. That's why we were there. Uh, yeah, we closed. We basically made the zipper go under. <laughs> oh, no. We unzipped the zipper. Um, yeah, that was that was that's correct. Okay. We. I, I mean, it's so hard to piece together like all these. Adolfo's yes, always. Two thousand five was under the bridge, according to the Google. Okay. Okay. So that was it. We went there to see our friend Alicia Gamble making her off zipper Broadway debut. Yeah. Okay. And then we we stayed in your uh, okay, house, my apartment. apartment. Yeah. And then I think maybe we had to leave like the next day. 
I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think Jenny Cartney was watching our pug. So when we just talked oh. to Rick Wesley, he just said, oh, remember when we, we, we hung out at my bar? So that must have been the exact night he was talking about, too. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because clearly we can mark the times we've been in New York in, you know, half of decades. <laughs> <laughs> well, you in, need to come back. I know, right? You need to come visit. We do, we do. Um, go ahead, Matt. I was gonna say we could do something to the zipper. Oh, the zipper's no longer there. Yeah, so what happens when so. something like that happens? Does it turn into like a Zales? I don't know. <laughs> I uh, don't know. There's still some empty storefronts around, so. It's probably a parking garage or something, you know? It could be, it could be. Paved Paradise put up <laughs> a parking garage. Yvonne, you're from Cali. I am, I am from Cali, but I've been in New York much longer than I was in Cali growing up. So I think I'm a, I'm a New Yorker. <laughs> and do you still get back to California? I do. I um, try to get back as much as possible. My parents are still there and they're both 91. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah. So I um, try and get back uh, a lot actually and check in and see how they're doing and and the whole COVID thing was like worrying everybody just sick. It was crazy. I am. Um, it was so crazy here in New York and scary. And so I stayed in New York uh, in my new rooms. Um, and that was crazy. I didn't go home to see my parents for uh, at least nine months. And um, luckily, you know, because of COVID, they were indoors and not seeing anybody and not in any any circumstance where they could get it so because they had lockdown too so yeah. um so they, so they did well during covid which was great is there is there a quote from a movie or a show or something i'm just hearing in my head uh leave california before you get too soft and leave new york before you get too hard have you heard of that before i have never heard that before um, I'm not sure if it's, you know, what it means, except I guess California, sometimes you think of someone being a little, um, maybe enjoying life more than sort of hitting the bricks and trying to get, get into a show. Um, yeah, you know, California has changed a lot with, um, especially where I grew up, the Bay Area, there's a lot more, a lot more people and a lot more traffic and a lot of, you know, it's tech is there now so um it might be a little more stressful to live there than than it used to be <laughs> but you you ended up going to school in new york i did i went to new york university and you never left i never left i never left wow so. did you know when you were in california that you was going to be a famous twirly <laughs> Uh, what's, what's a twirly? Wait, I just want to. I just want to analyze that sentence real quick. Pause. Did you know when you was leaving California? He said uh -huh. that you was gonna be a famous twirly. Are you speaking like a '40s gangster? What's going on? Wait, who was it? There was a dancer that we used to perform with that used to call all dancers twirlies. I don't know. Oh. And if you were a dancer, they would say, "Oh, are you? A, you're." A, if you were short, they'd say you're a pocket twirly. But it was some. Ooh. It was like a teacher. Oh. So, so to translate, yeah. Yvonne, when did you kind of feel like the arts were calling you when you were a kid? 
Oh, probably the age of three. Really? Um, yeah, my mom was uh, is a flute player, and she still plays. Uh, she played in um, our local symphony, and my dad was a banjo player, and he played in our local traditional jazz group. And um, my mom would play for the local theaters um, for all the musicals. And so I was seeing tons and tons of musicals, you know, my whole childhood. And um, so that was a big influence. And then the same story I think a, a lot of people have is um, I saw The Sound of Music when I was three, the movie, and my mom bought me the album. And then for a number of years there, I was Julie Andrews, um, <laughs> you know, jumping around the family room. And, um, and then at age nine, I uh, found the West Side Story album, and I realized I, <laughs> I, I wasn't a Julie Andrews type. I was definitely um, Anita in West Side Story. <laughs> so, um, so they they had um, lots of folk music and Harry Belafonte and jazz and uh, musicals, and I would spend all my days after school dancing around the, the family room and singing. Um, all their albums and Roger Miller was a big one for me. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of, um, so a lot of those albums, uh, the men, they were all in the men's keys, the melody was. So I would have to sing the harmonies. So um, I think I, I really learned a lot about harmonizing from doing that as a kid. And then I had piano lessons and I uh, started dancing uh, in high school and did jazz, tap, ballet, modern. Um, I played piano and uh, in high school, there was a college across the street and one of the acting teachers there uh, was a Lee Strasberg disciple. Um, or, and I found out about that and ran across the street and said, can I take your acting class and take classes at the college. And he said, yes. Yeah. So, um, so I started doing that and then to audition for New York University. I did some, my first professional job was when I was 17 and right after I graduated high school, uh, there was a repertory company um, in Northern California, a little further North that um, did six shows and I auditioned for them and uh, got exposed to, you know, professional people. And it was a great experience. Um, I got the role of Anita in West Side Story. And um, the, uh, <laughs> I think some of the older women were not so happy. And by older, you know, they were probably 22, 23. <laughs> At that age, you know, 17 to 23, you're like, wow. Those but, old bags. Um, I know. But, you know, in my mind, I was like, well, I've been doing the role since I was nine. <laughs> <laughs> of course I got it. You know, but, um, but yeah, then I came to New York, to New York. And I thought, you know, when I got here that the weather was so hot, humid and then so cold in the winter, I thought, oh, well, you know, I'll be here till I'm like 24 or 25 and then maybe go to L.A., but um, it just, you know, I started um, doing shows right after I graduated, graduated early and got my first equity show, went on tour and 
that was it. I just stayed, got used to the weather. And then I think, you know, New York can have a, a way about it that sometimes you, you can't live without it. <laughs> sure. Um, and, and not only theatri uh, theatrically, but you also uh, have done like film and TV stuff, right? I've done some, yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember uh, looking for you in uh, like Law and Order or, or something like one of those procedural <laughs> shows and uh, making a drinking game tape in college of like drink when you see Vaughn. Oh, or, no. <laughs> and you were like arranging costumes on a back rack. Somewhere. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I still have the tape. Um, and then I remember, didn't we go together to see For Love of the Game? Wow. What is that? It's a baseball it a, movie. It was a baseball movie. I, I, um, because of damn Yankees? Mm -mm. Mm. No, it was a different time period. Yeah. It was, I, I can't remember. Was that like 98 maybe? It was, a, it was playground time. Okay. Um, yeah, I worked, um, like a month or two on that in Yankee Stadium, um, uh, as a background actor. So, yeah. <laughs> That's the only reason I ever would have seen that movie. <laughs> I see that you have done Anita uh, Back to West Side several times. I did. Do you, have a, do you have a particular fond, uh, fonder production of the show? Or are they just uh, all just amazing experiences? I, you know, I, I think... I did this, I was really lucky. I did the show with so many great people, um, good production values. And the show is, you know, for, for me was always, I just love the music. I love the fact that uh, the, the dance and the, the um, singing, it, it just all tells the story. Um, and, um, you know, for the obviously for the character of Anita, she has some comedy. She's got the dancing. She's got the acting. She's got the big drama at the end, and um, it's a it was a you know a, a very fulfilling role to play. So so um, yeah, it was kind of a go to in my twenties <laughs> and thirties when I was unemployed. I'd, I'd look for a West Side Story audition. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm, I'm not going to bash, uh, you know, the Meryl Streeps who want to do Of Mice and Men and, you know, be grounded on stage and, and use your dialogue as your, your weapon and your voice. But we all know that, especially a show like West Side and other dance shows, I'm just going to talk about shows with dance, there is something when you are in the, you become a verb in that show because I mean, in those kinds of shows where you're so actively doing the storytelling with your body, not yes. only not only do you have lines, not only do you have your voice, but you are just showing what this story is that makes it come alive on so many different levels. It's not even sometimes even for the audience. I mean, you're in it. Yeah, I agree. And there's so much passion. There's so, the show's all passion. Yeah, and to mm -hmm. hear the orchestra be with you and you be with them in that moment to either, you know, hit this or hit that. I mean, just even like America or the dance at the gym or even these iconic songs specifically from West Side Story, there's nothing that compares. I mean, I'm not going to say on this podcast that I don't want to do a scene from Of Mice and Men. Uh -huh. 
I have. Uh-huh. But there's just something that is so much more alive from someone who is in a dancer world to do a show that your character is actually moving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to go back and ask, what role in Of Mice and Men is Meryl Streep playing, Matthew? <laughs> She is one of the minor card players. She, she's a mouse. She's playing Wit. That's W-H-I-T. Um, um, Stephen, I'm just making a point. I, I know. I'm, I'm going to cut through that point to ask, did you see, Yvonne, did you see the most recent uh, remake film of West Side Story? I did. What did you think? Um, I liked a lot of it. I, yeah. I, I was happy, you know, that... It, I, I was happy that it, it was, you know, a lot of it was really, really good. I, I have some, you know, purist feelings, but uh, for the most part, you know, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Because you have told that story so many times in the quote unquote original way, mm-hmm. but I'm sure seeing a different take on things probably is a different digestion of like oh so this is how you're going to serve the sushi tonight yeah um you know there are lots of different choices and interesting choices and way to tell the story yeah 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 i found it interesting i'll just say that the quickly this is not the west side story podcast it could be (laughs) um I will say quickly the things that I enjoyed because they were different. Mm-hmm. I I enjoyed the anybody's kind of as being almost a non-gendered person, uh-huh. um, which I'm like, well, duh, that's what anybody's kind of is. But to see it presented in that way, I, I really enjoyed the interaction between the brief interaction between her and Anita um, before the quote unquote rape scene of like, you know, telling her to get out like recognizing that uh, that danger she was in. I thought that was a very moving moment. I mm-hmm. love the reconceptualization of cool about it being about the gun. Um, yeah, that I was interesting. That was very interesting. I love that Chino found the gun or at the, um, at the rumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. I will say I enjoyed Tony singing something's coming to, um, Rita Moreno's character because it felt less musical. It felt like he's actually talking to someone. Mm. Um, and, and I thought that was interesting. Um, there was a lot of things. I, I, I love, I feel pretty was as they were cleaning in a department store. I thought that was genius. I did too. I liked that. Um, but at any rate, uh, we did have a friend in the film and so and he's been a guest on the podcast. He's actually the first person that you, pops out. you see in the film oh, yeah? pop, popping up from a manhole cover. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, it, so it was interesting talking to him about the process and, um, you know, just all of them having such reverence for what they were doing mm-hmm. and knowing, you know, that they were perhaps soiling the, the uh, you know, well with this, but they wanted to be reverent and deferent to the original. And I thought there was a lot of homage paid to the original in so many great ways, but it was, mm-hmm. it was interesting. I mean, 
I still love the first film, of course, which mm-hmm. is so different from the show show. But um, at any rate, that's West Side Story. Yeah. And, you know, I can't imagine even having the weight on my shoulders to actually, you know, even take a, a project like that on to find a fresh new anything, because I know that anything outside of the original is going to be talked about like, what? You're doing Superstar with Evita? Mm-hmm. What? Well, wasn't Evita written because Superstar was became so famous? Oh, I, I didn't know if you meant that Evita was starring in Superstar. No, but it followed the same model, I believe. I gotcha. I don't know. What do I know? <laughs> so um, this whole season of the podcast as you know, is geared towards Shenandoah. And while you are not a Shenandoah alum, you have frequently appeared in- As, an, as an, a Shenandoah fave. You're an honorary uh, alum in my book. Thank um, you. <laughs> and those experiences at Shenandoah included uh, Damn Yankees, uh-huh. West Side Story, uh-huh. Playground. Uh-huh. Am I leaving anything else out? Uh, thoroughly Modern Millie. Thoroughly Modern Millie must have been after my time. Yeah, I did it in 2007, Millie. Gotcha. Do you Actually, know? You and, you and Matt, I think we were going to try and get together, but it uh, didn't work out when I was there that time. Do you know, I've, we've never seen Thoroughly, have we? No. Mm-mm. Is it a fantastic show? It's a fun show. Yeah. I think there, it's, there's some, you know, definitely politically incorrect stuff in there. Right. So, um, you know, maybe it's not being done. I know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to do it that, you know, you'd handle that now. Right. Did we meet the first time doing Damn Yankees? Yes. Yes, we, we did. Were, we were all captivated with Lola. Aw. That was, I had a blast doing that. That was really fun. I think that I may have been injured in rehearsal. Really? I think I slammed my leg on a bench during rehearsal in the little itty bitty acting studio where we rehearsed and Uh I I was out. I think someone replaced me. Or not for the performances. Maybe not. I can't remember. I just remember I was hurt for a while. Wow. Okay. I thought I remember you being there. Um, I was not there yet. That was... Oh, so we weren't together. No, no, no. Um, I first met Yvonne doing Playground. Can you sing us a song from it? No. <laughs> um, um, I clean up. No, no, no that no, wasn't was, you. No, that wasn't me. You were the, sh- the, 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 you had the like vaudeville. There was like, uh, something, um, hitch your wagon to my star. I'll carry you along. Something like that. Oh, cause you- I was once upon a time, a <laughs> God, yeah. Oh my big, goodness! Wow. The, the, the whole team was up was big time from New York. Like Pappas was there uh-huh. as well, right? Yeah. And would they just use the students kind of as the filler? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were the yeah. It was, it was controversial because it was because we, we were like all like, oh, this is our freaking senior year, and we get to be flowers. Oh, it was done during the school year. Yeah, it was done. Yeah, it was. It was odd, and you know, we didn't. I don't know if we really knew what we why we were there. <laughs> well, 
I know I didn't know why I was there. You, well, you were there for a pre-Broadway run. That's right. Of Playground. It was touted as the off-Broadway workshop. Yep. So and, what happened? Um, did, did anything ever happen after that? Just regret, I think. I, <laughs> I, I never heard of, you know, a, a thing about it ever again. Um, years later, I was at the Lincoln, I was at Lincoln Center, the uh, theater on film and tape where you go and research shows. They have, uh, you know, lots of theater on tape. And um, I was researching for an audition for something and I saw the catalog and I was going through and I saw this playground. And I was like, there's a show playground. There's, there must be another one. And I asked them, I said, you know, could you just cue this up for me? I'm just curious, or do you know what this is? And they said, no. I said, can you cue this up? And they did. And there it was. And it was so strange. It was this, um, I was watching a, a show that I, I didn't even remember. <laughs> and then I, I, I didn't remember, you know, the my scenes and stuff. And then all of a sudden there, I was, it was kind of, it wasn't a good copy. And I was seeing it and I was like, is that me? I didn't remember the lines. I didn't remember the songs. And I was like, yeah, I think that's me. And it was it was a very strange experience. I, I didn't remember. And, you know, it brought back some memories. But uh, I, actually doing the show, I don't remember. I, I remember having a, a great time um, otherwise with, um, with the cast. And I had a ton of free time because everybody was in school. And... Um, my character wasn't in a lot of it. So um, so I, I asked Mary Robert, I said, you know, I, I um, what can I do? And she goes, do you want to teach? And I said, yeah, I'll teach some dance classes. And she goes, she, so she got it through for me to teach dance classes. And I had a blast doing that. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was a weird, uh, we've talked about playground repeatedly on this season. Well, and I'm sure that was, as a, we, that was the same. It's like, oh, we've made it. <laughs> we've made it. It's the big time. <laughs> We're in the big time. Uh-huh. Well, I'm sure as we all know, um, the the combination of the money behind the show with the subject matter of the show and the writers on the show and the team involved in the show, you know, it's a whole combination of, of will it unlock the lock? Mm -hmm. You know, you've got to have all that sort of that mojo behind everything to make sure it all works. Was the writing team already, had already written stuff or was this all fresh brand new? <laughs> I thought you were going to say, were they already dead? No. <laughs> no, no Just, was it like, oh, we want you guys to write this because you've already written Les Mis? No, I think they brought it to Hal. Oh. I believe. Wasn't there, wasn't it only Bill Backer that wrote it? Yeah, yeah. And I, he was the one who wrote, I'd like to teach the world to sing. Ah. For um, Coca-Cola, right? And that's, I, I don't know. I don't know the rest of the story or how that all happened or. Um, if it's ever been spoken of again. Why it, why it got made. I don't know. Yeah, there's a, there's a great movie podcast <laughs> called How Did This Get Made? Oh yeah. That I think should uh, there should be a theatrical version of. Wait, as Bill well. Backer's not alive. No, I'm sure he passed. You know, I think he he did, but not too long ago. 
Yeah, 2016. Um, yes. Well, I've lost three years from the pandemic. I feel like it's, you know, it's sort of a time warp there. Um, yeah. But, yeah. But I mean, well, compared to when did we do that? Nine, well, nine. So I, he, he, he lived a long time. Yeah, like it that. was 99. You're right. He lived to 216. He was 90. Wow. Okay. Good for him. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was actually not really the best. It was just interesting times. <laughs> we was, were trying to teach the world to sing. It was interesting times. Um, but but I, I, I remember, I, I remember camping. You guys took me camping on, up on this mountain and we, we all snuck in a whole bunch of cast people and you and Adam Tackett and I were in a tent and we were just laughing and there was, a, it was overlooking the whole valley. Yeah. I remember, I remember the fun stuff off the stage. I don't remember being on the stage. <laughs> the first and only time I ever camped. <laughs> because I was like, oh wait, there's like bugs. This is not cool. Oh, I, th I thought you guys had gone up there like it was a go-to place or something. No, others had. I had not. Oh, you hadn't? Okay. No, you know, there wasn't glamping yet. Uh -huh. Now that glamping's a thing, you know, who knows? But I would have to put down a full carpet and, like, make sure no bugs could get into the enclosure, you know. Uh-huh. And I think I also remember that, Matt, you came to visit, and the two of you came to visit me in the hotel across the street. Um, I had my border collie and my cat, and I was changing the oil in my car in the parking lot when you guys came. <laughs> that sounds accurate. I don't remember any of that. <laughs> that crazy. I think I blocked it out with COVID. I remember the animals being a big thing and traveling with the animals and like... It was. Wow. Yeah, I, it was. I had my Honda, a uh, little Honda hatchback, and I had my Border Collie and three cats, and I would travel with them um, to do shows. And you know, sometimes I couldn't get them in my contract, and sometimes I could. <laughs> and uh, it was it was rough, but I, you know, I was on the road a lot, and it was sometimes it was it was nice to take my home life with me. So um, yeah. So I had a whole way of setting up the Honda and with my luggage and, you know, cat boxes and the, the crates and the, my dog and, you know, one section. And it was like a it was like a very well Tetris um, equation. It I remember everything was. was balanced very incredibly well. <laughs> it was. Um, um, so the elephant in the room in our friendship is the 2012 production of our first musical we wrote together, The Night of the Living Dead. You mean mm -hmm. the Republican Party? What do you mean? The elephant. Oh. It's <laughs> 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 full of jokes tonight. Um, so, Yvonne, you were in a quote-unquote production of our first show that went on to do a lot of better things, but in that first incarnation wasn't so hot um and that was because we had met with this dude he'll remain nameless here um but you know who you are yeah uh 
who really was kind of a, a snake oil salesman who presented himself as one thing and then in reality was another. And then I start asking questions to him. And so Yvonne is cast. I, I recommend that she goes and auditions for this role. Um, my friend Sean McLaughlin is in it. And the, the, another friend, the guy from um, Arenas, Oklahoma, Aaron Ramey, um, are in it. And then I start getting calls and texts of like, what is this guy? Who, what is he doing? I start to inquire things from this guy. He comes back at me with like, oh, look at the cupcakes I've got for opening night. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about the cupcakes. What's happening with the show? Um, and that kind of gave me an idea of like things were not going so well. Um, and what was happening was we had a premiere of the same show happening in the fall by us. We were both in shows at the time. Yeah, and this guy and this guy was like, oh, I've got this. And I even like met with him extensively and went through like what should happen. And it just didn't really happen well. And you were kind of uh, innocent bystander caught up in that. And uh, we've spoken about it since, I think. But um, yeah, that was a that was a doozy. And what's really sad about that is the show I still believe in. Fun fact, uh, it just got approval through the original film uh, company. The, the original rights holders of the film just viewed the, a video of it from the production here in uh, the D.C. area and uh, gave it a licensing approval. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So we're no longer just being uh, the in the the what do you call it? The public. Um, what is it called when it's free public domain um, will actually have a licensing agreement through them. But the show, like in each carnation since like got better because it kind of figured out what it was. And, mm -hmm. but it was, a, uh, uh, yeah, that happened. And, mm -hmm. and you still uh, found um, some way to hold your head high and perform again. Oh, um, I just remember that the cast was really good and the voices, gosh, the voices were great. And that opening number was really hard. <laughs> and it was, it was, um, you know, it was amazing. Yeah. And, and funny enough, the person that we're talking about um, actually is in the process of trying to do the same thing Kanye to another production of mine in uh, Scotland. What? Well, I, my, my show about uh, Edgar Allan Poe is uh, owned by theatrical rights worldwide. Yeah. So he is planning this sort of Scottish uh, premiere. And when I, I mean, I found this out accidentally on Facebook. I contacted the book writer and said, oh, please be careful of this character of basically having a fundraiser with a concert or any sort of monies that is going to be given to this person. Because, you know, he's just going to basically be the music man and leave town with a pocket of money and not ever do what he's going thinks he's going to do. 
anyway, so it's just interesting that I now am here back again with the same person. Now, I don't have any control over the show because it's, you know, licensed by someone else. Um, I only just wrote letters saying, please be careful of this person. And why would this person want to do another show of mine? It's kind of creepy. But anyway, that's really, yeah, that's, that is creepy. Yeah, it's creepy. Um, but anyways, back to you. <laughs> so uh, out of, um, we will leave the Shenandoah world alone for now. Out of some of the other uh, dance shows that we've done, um, what are, what are some other favorite favorite roles that you've done? Um, Chicago? Yeah, I did both uh, Roxy and Velma in productions of Chicago. Um, dance shows. I did Gladys in Pajama Game and... Um, I do I feel like I was oh. always dancing. <laughs> Something. <laughs> and are you still dancing? I am. Um, so how did I'm how a did geriatric you... dancer? I think because I, you know, you were, the chorus line thing. You, you know, we were always told, you know, at thirty, you know, you're, you're, you know, how long can you dance? And um, I, you know, obviously I'm not leaping and and um, <laughs> doing doing uh, jumping anymore. But um, I, I still, I can still dance. <laughs> so, so yeah, um, doing. You know, I've done a lot of choreo choreographing and um, still, you know, hopefully I'm still a triple threat and the parts that I would do aren't going to require um, dancing like Anita in West Side Story. So, um, so this is a good thing. Um, so, yeah. Do I recall co correctly that you had uh, some kind of... Um legal thing with a dance shoe maker no no it wasn't there was no it wasn't legal there was um no 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 okay. next question mm. <laughs> she can't talk about that well uh you know what they they make dance shoes with the uh, elastic and so it has you have a more aesthetic point and um, that can be difficult, I think, you know, for support. Um, and, you know, I was, I was wearing those shoes when I, I did get injured. So, um, and no, there was nothing legal about that. Um, um, and, uh, you know, it's the norm to this now to, to, to wear those shoes. So I don't know if there's more um, support in them now, or if, you know, dancers deal with it. And I, you know, they obviously do. So. <laughs> so after you, you, you injure yourself um, pretty badly, right? I did. I tore my ACL. Um, what was I, that recovery process like for you to get to dance again? Um, it takes to be, to be a hundred percent and you do come back a hundred percent. Um, it takes about a year and a half. Now you, you, you know, are walking around and, and stuff. And, and, um, I think I was dancing with a brace at about nine months. Um, I, I actually, I tore both of them, um, at different times. And, um, one 
surgeon was was less aggressive. I mean, he wanted to, he was more conservative in the in the rehab. And then um, and then a couple of years later, when I tore the other one, that um, that surgeon was like, no, go out, go out and walk, because then you're going to get stronger. And and um, but still, I think until you're 100 percent, because you, it's a, a, a graft that they have to create an ACL. Um, it, it, you know, be, to become part of your body and become strong, um, it, it, it takes about a year to a year and a half in recovering. And then when you finally do start to dance again, are you kind of always living with a little like on edge or is it just a process where you gain your confidence and, and mental kind of strength again? Um, yeah, you, it's the mental strength again. And you realize, wow, I, you know, it feels normal. And that, um, yeah, I never felt, I was, I mean, definitely afraid and more cautious. I stopped um, running um, for exercise after that. I uh, just maybe tried to take a little better care of my knees and, and um, keep my quads strong. Um, I, you know, in my younger years, I, I was uh, a track and field and cross country runner. So I had really strong quads and I was, told to you know to have longer legs longer legs as a dancer to not have such built up quads so I had worked on the you know the um, lifting from underneath the leg um to for you know more aesthetic look and then after I had my ACLs it was I didn't really care I was like well I need you know the stronger the quad the less chance I'll get injured again so um no I I, I mean I think I was more just aware in dance rehearsals, um, and you, you know, you, you 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 do bounce right back. So, so I felt great dancing after that. I don't think people who are have never been necessarily in the business or uh, trained in uh, in the arts. I don't think they really realize how actually physical it is. Yeah, dancers are dancers are major top athletes. They're top professional athletes. Yeah, because it, it looks like, you know, Hamilton's fun, West Side Story's fun. Oh, look, everyone's just kicking and jumping and twirling. But yeah. you but you are an athlete. You're a complete athlete. And you know, it goes with whole body maintenance and keeping your body strong. Um, you know eating well and just the, the rest you need, the, um, you know, to, to be at your peak performance, whether it's two shows a day or at eight o'clock at night, um, everything you have to do to get there and, you know, warming down afterwards, you know, making sure you're, you're stretched out and you're warmed up. And, and so you can be at that peak performance by, you know, eight o'clock. Um, it's it's a lot and then the older i got which was you know as a dancer <laughs> you know when i turned 30 um i started exercising in the gym more and um to keep my my muscles and everything you know at, at peak condition to be able to have the longevity um so and i was able to stay there 
um, to dance, you know, as like I could when I was 23, 25 for, for a long time. But you know, I had, it took a little longer in the gym <laughs> and, and uh, uh, more training to, to stay at that level. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like the momentum in New York around your neighborhood is, is back as far as, you know, people seeing shows and is New York back to 100% or you think it's still kind of like at an 80% level? Um, it's not, it's not back hundred percent at all. I mean, cause here I would just say from, from where, what we're seeing is, you know, all the theaters are like, yay, come see this, come see that. And like, you know, uh, the, the people aren't coming back like they were. Yeah. Um, and the momentum doesn't feel for us like it's gotten back. It still feels like we're still treading a little bit of water. Oh, yes, completely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, you know, Broadway has come back and, um, you know, there's less shows. And there, um, you know, there are tourists because I live right in the middle of the neighborhood. So um, the tourists are coming back. But, I, you know, I think... They don't, the audiences, they're not as, they don't have as many. Um, and you know, we're still in a pandemic. It's still, it's, it's, I think the highest it's been since January, um, the virus level now. And, um, you know, we do have people um, still getting it and Broadway shows canceling performances, you know, here and there and, and, um, it's we're I, trying to find that new normal where I guess you know we live with it. So um, no, it's it has it's it's not back to definitely where it was before the for the virus, and hopefully you know it, hopefully it gets better and better, and and uh, hopefully regional theaters around the country, you know, can come back too. Well, how did you stop from going stir crazy? Oh, or did you? Um, I didn't go over the edge, but it was a really, I mean, listen, we all experienced a really crazy time. And um, it was scary to, you know, when, when we didn't know how you get it completely or, you know, if you touch things or um, it was scary to go to the grocery store. Um, the streets were unbelievable you know desolate just um and you know i did go out and walk around to, to get out and it was it was surreal um for months and months and months and um i you you had i had a, a pod and um my one friend who lives in manhattan plaza which is uh, not too far from me um, we actually faced the same corner, so we, we would see what was going on out there on the street. Um, and we talked, um, you know, every day, every night, every every other night. And you know, went. I remember when Target opened on Thirty Fourth Street, and you had to wait in line to get into the stores, and because they would only let you know a few people in at a time. And and um, it was months into the pandemic, and we, you know, we needed something to do. <laughs> and we were like, right. oh my gosh, Target's open. Target's open. So, you know, the big thing we did that day was go to Target. <laughs> yeah. And it, 
you know, unprecedented that we're we're living through this. Um, so yeah, this it was um, it, a really strange time. Yeah, I will say, and I'll speak for me, Stevie, not necessarily for you. Yeah, I I don't know. There's a different joy in my life now that I don't know is feels the same. Like I like we really haven't run to go see a show. We are still writing and doing things, but it still feels kind of like a emoji shrug. Kind of like, huh, I'm not sure what's around the corner. We had a lot of friends pivot to other careers really quick. Yeah. Um, anyways, what, I what think, kind of- I think, you know, it's, it's the feeling like you, we really don't know what's around the corner. And right. We don't know how long this will go on. We don't know. We don't. The business has changed. Um, you know, from self taping. There, you know, from you know, I I would love to be able to walk into an audition room and you know, with people across the desk and hand my book to the piano player and you know, see see faces smiling back at you. You know, um, and I'm not a person who loves to audition, so. Um, I, I think we don't know about anything going forward. And it's all feels, you know, not that our business was ever in our control, but I think everything just seems like, okay, we, we, we don't have control and let's just see what, what happens. Let's see what comes down the pike. Let's see how the business changes and what opportunities there are. And, um, Maybe because we have no choice, you have to go with the flow. Um, you know, who who can control your you know the entire country shutting down, and um, and our business, you know, our business especially. So um, so there's a, a a different feel to trying to predict what what will happen or what can I make happen in my career now? You kind of go, yeah. hmm, I, <laughs> not sure. And let's see, you know, let's see what's out there. Okay. Well, well, we're so lucky that uh, we have a friend like you that we've shared your apartment with and yeah. our college with and a quick oil change. Yay. <laughs> um, but before we go, um, was there anything of, of note that you really enjoyed um, either uh, streaming or books or anything that kind of got you through? Did you learn a different language on Duolingo? No, I don't think I was like that productive. <laughs> I wish I was um, during the pandemic. Um, I think the thing I, I enjoyed most Streaming was Ted Lasso. Um, we needed a, 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 some joy, and I thought that show, you know, brought joy. Um, no, I, I didn't. I didn't write my memoirs or, <laughs> or do anything that spectacular during the pandemic. Um, Stevie didn't see Ted Lasso because he's no. 
Um, but I saw it, and my gosh. He, he acts like we live in different houses. <laughs> no, I could have seen it, but you watch it without me while I was at work downstairs I do, I in do. my office. Well, <laughs> well, Yvonne, I will tell you all about it. <laughs> um, but te- yeah, Ted Lasso, it's almost unex- unexplainable how how it really worked. I mean, it was it was like the the opposite of watching a drama. I mean, it was just beautiful, kind of. Mm-hmm. It was really sweet. You know, it was just really sweet. Yeah, me and a friend that would watch each episode, and we would always like write one word to each other that we took away from the show, like believe. Uh huh. You know, they were like, "Oh my God!" Just that word "believe" up on the wall meant everything. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was really, it was really sweet. And there was so much, you know, so many fun jokes, like, you, you know, thrown in there really quick. I just yeah. remember, like, something about the Milk Sisters. And he goes, what happened? He goes, oh, they expired. <laughs> 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 Stuff like that. It was like, it was, you know, it was nice to watch in the face of everything that was going on. Yeah, yeah. And we didn't know anything about it until... um I got a screener you know, for the Screen Actors Guild Awards and just popped it in. Okay, watch this. You know, like, oh, this is fun. And then, oh, this is really fun. And uh, then, yeah, it was a joy. Yeah, you know, like I had never watched or heard of the English woman who, who also does uh, theater that was like in Into the Woods and different things. I forget her name. She was in Into the Woods? I, in no. in you in UK. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. Uh, what's Is it her Hannah name? Waddington. Yes. So when she won some award, she basically stood up and said, "Everyone needs to start hiring more musical theater artists." Oh wow. She was like, "We will not do you wrong," or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started. I happened to direct Into the Woods recently, and I ran into a copy from some park in London caught, I think it came with a G, the Blanc Blanc Park or Regency Park or something. It was, wasn't it Regency? Maybe, I don't know. I just live emotionally. <laughs> and she was the witch. And I was like, oh, that's what's her face from Ted Lasso. <laughs> oh, you I mean, saw it? You saw her? I, I saw the video. Oh, on okay. YouTube, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. I mean, I clearly haven't left my house since the time you guys did Playground. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's my window. It's like a playground happened and then I've been sitting on the couch with two no, clowns. Well, how no. did you guys feel about the pandemic? What, did you stay home and what was well, it like there? Well, uh, we had an insurrection just down the street from where we live. Just two wow. exits down. Yeah, crazy. It was insane. Mm-hmm. We, um, we were to show about the women... Uh, the women that was killed by Jack the Ripper. That were killed by Jack the Ripper. Yeah. So you guys were very productive. You wrote a whole show. Well, we we wrote a couple. Yeah, and we we actually had a reading for another theater on Zoom, which was absolutely embarrassing. Because theater via Zoom, right? Yeah, but it was the only thing going. Yep. 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 Um, Our two pugs were kind of our therapists. Yeah, you babies. We got up every morning, had breakfast, and every morning went back to bed. <laughs> that doesn't mean we slept. We just went back to bed and cuddled with the, the boys. And that was kind of fun. Like, oh, I kept, I kept joking, saying, okay, let's go back to the hotel room. Yeah. 
Wow. Because it yeah, wasn't, def- it was weird not having a schedule. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? What am I going to do today? Mm, I don't know. What day is it? <laughs> yeah, what day is it? At one point, I was teaching 35 kids on Zoom. Yeah. Piano. Wow. And to this day, I have kept about 80% of them on Zoom, and they do not want to come back in person. Wow. Well, that's because you stink. Possibly. They don't want to tell you that. Possibly. Yeah. Hmm. That, that's a joke. <laughs> I, do you, I mean, how, how was it teaching on Zoom? You, you, you know what? Zoom made me become a better teacher and a better student in the room. Okay. I listened more. And I also realized that I could put Zoom on my phone and they, if I hung the phone around my necklace, they could see my fingers as well as my face mm-hmm. wow. in two separate windows. And I could also record my fingers and send them homework that they could watch a tutorial of my, their homework with my fingers. Wow. And then I started leaving gifts outside my front door for people who had done excellence. And then we had Zoom parties with relatives all across America that you know could never ever have seen the kids play. Mm. Wow. So there was elements of it that I think the parents still like. Like I have mm-hmm. so many kids that are like, oh no, we like see, doing this on Zoom because, and they, you know what? They learned more, they learned faster. Wow. Because they were forced to not be uh, a casual friend taking a lesson. Uh-huh. They were forced to be taking this like it was a computer, Google, IT, like this is where my finger has to go. It's a yes or no answer. Boom. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Maybe I should write a book. I think you should. Called. <laughs> Called um... Every episode, Matt has at least three like ideas, uh, schemes, I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should work on a, a campaign. Maybe you should. <laughs> I bet I could be a campaign manager. It seems like anyone can. I know we were just talking about a, a dog thing that Stephen's working on a dog event. And I said, oh, do you think we should sell t-shirts? <laughs> like, why would we sell t-shirts? And then I just started coming up with names of, of, of t-shirts. Like, it's, it's Matt, silly. Matt is like the guy with a trench coat that um, he's fully clothed under the trench coat. But when he opens the trench coat, there's like, 500 ideas to buy like, what about this what about this idea i got this idea That's it's a constant awesome well i always wanted to have a, a poop bag for dogs that changes colors when you're at the end of it so when it changes colors you realize it's almost done <laughs> and i don't think that's too much to ask for who do i call <sighs> i don't know okay i think I, I think i've derailed you know what when, when the conversation breaks down to poop bags. You know what? Full disclaimer, I am 52 years old. And today I had my fourth shot. And I think it's made me a little loopy. Oh, you ha- okay. You had your, um, your booster? I had my, my, my second Pfizer booster. Okay. And I think, I think my, uh, my turnout has turned back out. <laughs> so when they, oh, you had it this afternoon? Yeah, I had it at oh. five o'clock. I was scared to death okay. because before, right before me, there was two little kids under the age of five just screaming. Oh no! 
And I felt so bad for them. I wanted to say, hey, guys, I'll do it with you. Can we do it together? But I didn't because I knew they'd be kind of creepy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Sweet, but creepy. <laughs> but the person that did it today was like such a professional. Like I didn't even know anything had happened. Yeah, I felt that way too about my about my second one. I was like, oh my gosh, okay, we'll see ya. Wow. I anyway, had a, I had a little headache after my second one. You day. know, that's so funny. I started getting a headache about two hours after the shot, around around seven. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm gonna have some Chardonnay. Uh huh. And <laughs> it might get worse. <laughs> it gets better though. It gets better. Like the yeah, next day, yeah, I was yeah. better. The other, the other ones, I had no, I didn't have any reaction at all. Were you Pfizer? All Pfizer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you feel okay? I said this after I had no react. I don't think I had reactions for anything, and I said, "No, I'm already dead inside. Like clearly, I'm nothing's happening. <laughs> uh, there's nothing to upset. Um, I'm immune to everything now. <laughs> I, I was afraid, like you know, like second one. I'm like, are you sure you that's in there? <laughs> right, I feel right. like my body should be reacting and saying you got this you right. got, you got the booster you don't and and you know I thought well maybe you know some of it dripped out or they didn't get it all in there or something um I, I don't know like... I, I have not I have not had it so yeah um, neither have we neither have we um I felt like um who is the wonderful SNL sketch sings the national anthem, Maya Rudolph. Yeah. I felt like Maya Rudolph in the wedding dress crossing the street in Bridesmaids. When she oh, poops her dress. Oh my gosh. I felt like That's I was sitting there going, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Oh no, it's happening. No, it's Yeah, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. Oh, it, it just happened. <laughs> that was your that was your reaction to the first one? No, he didn't poop himself. That's just <laughs> like the, the anticipation of it. You know, like, oh my gosh, it's coming. They're going to do it. They're going to do it. Okay, it just happened. Okay, it's over. Oh, <laughs> there. I, told, I told the nurse today, I said, don't you think if we got shots every weekend, we would just kind of get over the whole process and just go on with our lives? Oh. Well, I'm hoping they, you know, in the fall that, They've got ones that go with all the variants, and you know, I'm getting right back in there. Sign me up. Well, talking about careers, before we go, it, but right now it feels like we're just getting, going to get out beauty products and lay on the couch and talk. Um, you know, right? We could, I mean, we could talk forever. Talk about jobs. I mean, God bless. Could you imagine being in the medical field and having to deal with both sides of crazy? I can't. I, I mean- can't. You can't, I can't even fathom what they even probably put up with, with just people either saying you're lying or people, I mean, I just can't even imagine. Or just, I mean, the, how many people that were sick and that, you know, they, they have to deal with or they have to take care of and take care of themselves and, um, you know, hats off, <laughs> angels taking care of people during this and whole I, time. And I have to say... I work for um, the county, Arlington County, that we live in now. And one of my coworkers is also uh, works with the health department. And she said, oh, yeah, we our weekend was was busy because we got the monkey paw vaccine oh. in. 
uh-huh. monkey pox, monkey pox, whatever. Monkey Mo- pox is story. Anyway, monkey pox vaccine in, and we only have 70 vaccines and we're the only place in the state that has them. So right now it's just like people who have been exposed can call our hotline. And I'm like, Oh my God, like we, we're not even done with the other one. We can't like have another thing. Yeah. It's so terrifying. Do they have to call it monkey pox? Well, there's a big thing about that actually. There is. Yeah. Because it's being used in, because fucking America there it's being used in negative racial terms. Mm. So now they're trying to actually figure out a way to change the name. But honestly, like there are pictures of new galaxies and everyone's like, yeah, that's cool. Anyway, um, <laughs> nothing's <laughs> making news. You know, they, the Congress came out and said, yes, there are UFOs. We don't know what they are. And everyone's like, yeah, what's happening? Trump. <laughs> um, what if they called it something very beautiful? Like, oh, I've got the aubergine. No, they should call it uh, prevent the next pandemic disease. Please. Get your shot. Yeah. I mean, the good news with, if there is any good news with monkeypox is it's not like necessarily fatal. It's just not fun. It's not right. fun. Right. Um, but uh, let's not end this. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, on I, this note. Okay, I'm going to end this like this. I think it's incredible that the three of us have worked under, under the umbrella where... Um, the subject that we do kind of combines all subjects and with all of our friends, we've been able to really discuss hard, tricky, scary things because the arts gives you such a gift to be able to do that. Yeah, it's true. And we've been able to do, you know, research and things about topics that we're working on and be able to discuss and learn things. I mean, I'm learning things from my kids about what things I don't know about, you know, Uh and that's fantastic. That is fantastic. I'm I'm following you now on Instagram. Me? Yeah, I just I just oh, I need I so bad. I, I made that I made an account years ago and I have not posted anything on it. Well, I'm pretty bad too, but I do have the okay, pugs on Follow me because at some point I'll get on it and then and then we'll be connected. Well, no worries. We're pretty I'm pretty boring. <laughs> but I did put the boys on TikTok. You did? Yeah, I'm trying to get them famous because it's another gimmick of mine. Okay. Um, <laughs> what? It's true. I, TikTok is so addicting because it's like dance videos and uh-huh. this. And not just that, but like all the dogs that are on there and cats. And, and like, how to fix your iPhone. Like just stupid stuff. How to make money online. So I, I'm, I am not on TikTok yet. I know I should be. Um, I, I YouTube all that stuff. How to how to I, how to do everything? I love that. I love that you we know can what? do that now. Once you get the TikTok, I'm not kidding Am you. I TikTok, be- TikTok combines everything that you like about everything into one thing. Wow. So you you go from every subject that you love because it's it's feeding your algorithm, and you basically just keep getting your own crack cocaine uh-huh. because. It's fascinating. Yeah, like, so, for example, one one day, Matt was saying, I'm seeing all these Trump things, these positive Trump things. Like, it's scary how much there are. And we're like, did you watch one or two Trump videos? 
of like pro-Trump things. He was like, yeah, I just wanted to see what they were saying. It was like, okay, so when you watch things to completion, they're like, oh, he must like that. So right. they feed you more. They keep giving you more. That happens. Um, say you're on Facebook and somebody, you know, posts a video. And so you, you watch the video and then you don't really, I mean, cause you're, you're taken to YouTube. And then the next time you try, you go to YouTube, you've got all the algorithm, all kinds of stuff like the videos that you saw. And you're like, how did this? I didn't ever like Google that or. I didn't know, approve this. I didn't know, just... What is this? And then they were like, oh, must have been something that somebody posted on Facebook and I watched it or, you know, yeah. I'm so nervous when my mom asked to use my computer. Because it's not like I'm worried about the history. It's more as if I'm, I'm worried she's going to go on YouTube and there's going to be like these outrageous things. Like, I, I don't even know. Like, what outrageous things do you watch on YouTube, Matt? Well, sometimes I just have to click on things because I want to know what the other half is reading. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had one. Yeah, I had one today that uh, from Fox News. And I was like, how did that get there? <laughs> Right, and you feel like washing your hands. Um, I've been watching the hearings on Fox News. I've been watching. I set my alarm. That's how crazy. Yeah, I mean, not crazy, but not. That's how not crazy I am. Um, just obsessed, like it's like the it's it's real reality TV. TV, yeah, and it's um, yeah, that's 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 what I'm watching. Definitely, I can't believe I set my alarm. I don't want to miss yeah. it. It's must-see TV, man. It really is. Mm -hmm. uh, especially when we were here living it. And, and it, it was just surreal that all those people, not all those people, a lot of those people stayed in the hotel down the, the hill from where we live. Wow. And disrespected the hotel rooms and yeah. the employees as well. So, like, it was a big thing because they didn't want to stay in D.C. because there were mask mandates. Oh. So they came to Virginia where they couldn't. Um, have mass mandates so it's it's a anyway that's another subject um we love you yvonne oh. we've got to get off of here okay. and uh take care of our pugs one last time <laughs> before they go to bed um but you've you've got our numbers we've got yours let's keep in touch let's she's always had touch. my number we have always had your number matt <laughs> she's always had my number <laughs> All right, friend. Let's keep we in love touch. you. I love you guys too. I love you. It's so fun yeah, talking so to you and hearing this. your voices. Good to hear your voice too, baby. Okay. Love you. Love you. Love you. Bye. 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 Thanks so much for catching up with us, Yvonne. It was a blast hearing your voice again and, and talking to you about all those good memories and good times and um, good times, bad times, bum times, whatever. They were, they were all good memories. Um, and just great to hear your voice again. We love you so much. Um, if you want to learn more about us, please visit www.connorsmithmusicals.com. That's Connor with an ER. Please follow us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Again, under Connor and Smith with an ER. Please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. It really helps us out a lot. Share it where you share things. Post it where you post things. If you got some photos to post that have relevancy to the guests this week, please post them in the Discord. Uh, 
discussion group that you'll find the link in this description you can also add songs to the late 90s playlist from spotify you'll find that link in the description as well we will be back with more uh amazing guests or just one singularly an amazing guest tomorrow and until then we will talk to you soon all right bye bye